Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Um, just a little uh, praise report. Uh, one of the things that's always bugged me about this uh, room is the lighting in it. And we're going to be getting a whole new workup in the lighting here. We've got this big deal coming up. It should be 40 or 50% lighter in here. And that's going to be a really great thing. I'll be able to see your face. Just, and praise the Lord because it came from heaven. So anyway, today I'm going to be taking a, a look at a portion from the letter of First John. So, but I'll be putting the scriptures up for you, so you don't necessarily need to have a Bible with you. You know, each morning when I get up to pray, uh, before I put my talus on, we say a prayer uh, before the, the, ble- the bruka, for the uh, putting on the talus. The talus has a bruka on it. That's the one that is the misfa bruka for putting on the talus. Before we do that, we say another, another prayer. And we, say, we recite this. It's based on Psalm 104, verse 2. Barkinafshi Radonai Adonai Gadalta Meod Hod Vehadar Lovashta Ote Or Kasalma Note Shemaim Kariya. It means bless the Lord, O my soul. Lord my God, you are very great. And you have donned majesty and splendor, cloaked in light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a curtain. As we do this, we, we uh, spread out our garments in like manner as the, as the Lord, because this is how God created light. He spread it out on the heavens and wrapped it himself in it as a garment. And so it's a symbol for us of God's very presence as we begin to pray. That it's, it's tactile, real that we wrap ourselves in God's Shekinah, if you will, in the very presence of the Lord himself. It's a very intense thing for me when I do it. So, understanding God in this real way, in a way that we can feel and that we can touch, is what I want to talk to each and every one of us about today. Experiencing God in the Incarnation. In his letter, John wrote, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we've looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. In John's day, in the early days of the body of Messiah Yeshua, there were some controversies over the nature of our Messiah whether he was real or not. There were those who believed that he was just a spirit, that his whole life was in some sense illusory. Uh, There were, you know, docetists and other Gnostic groups who had this idea that Yeshua was really almost an illusion. 
And today, I would venture to say that there are many people who think that Messiah Yeshua is an illusion. Oh, maybe not in the same way that these folks were imagining it, but that Yeshua, so many years separated from us in time, becomes merely an idea, just you know, an interesting philosophy among other philosophies. And you know what? We can fall victim to it in our own lives as we go about our day, day after day after day. The question we ha- I have for us is, how real is Messiah Yeshua to you? John was desperate for people to understand that Yeshua is real flesh and blood. God, yes, but flesh and blood. Who, as Jared in that wonderful analogy said, completes us and makes us whole. And so he says, what was from the beginning, what we've heard, what we've seen with our eyes, we've looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This is what I'm telling you. We need to know that Messiah Yeshua is real to us in every way that reality matters. Do you experience him that way? Or is he just conceptual in your mind? Oh, yes, I believe in Messiah, but... You see, he cannot be too transcendent for us. There must be an imminence to him. Something that touches us every single moment of every day. Like the talus wrapped around... I can feel it. I can smell it. I know that it's covering me. Just as Messiah Yeshua is there, can we feel him? Can we smell him? Can we sense his covering over us? This is the experience that we should all be having every single day. It is the life of Messiah Yeshua that energizes our lives. You know, I've, one of the things that bugs me about today is when I hear people say or read about it these days, uh, well, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. I, I, I have a hard time relating to this, to this notion. People can label themselves spiritual, but their spirituality lacks the incarnational nature required for it to give real life. I'm sorry. And that's why their spirituality is so shallow and goes no further than themselves. I could be, a, you know, in this context, you can be a spiritual person. And it's all about you. And if that, if that were all spirituality were about, I suppose you can call it spirituality. But if, but if it gives, if, if it does not give life, to others, then that spirituality is dead in and of itself. Our spirituality must go beyond ourselves. You see, Messiah Yeshua saved us even before we had life. Oh, we might have been walking around, but we're the walking dead 
Not, I'm not giving a commercial for it. I've never seen it before. In the, in, the, in the letter to the Romans, Paul says this. He says, if, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You see, his spirituality did not go only into him. It emanated forth from him and gave life to the world. And this is the kind of experience you and I, each one of us, in our spiritual lives, must be experiencing with Messiah Yeshua day by day. The energy of his life empowering us to continue on to move into the next phase of our lives. No matter what we're going through. And I don't, you listen, life doesn't always work out precisely the way you want it to be. Sometimes you get sick. Sometimes you, get, you die. Sometimes stuff happens. But we overcome. We're overcomers. We go beyond that. Our God is more powerful than death. He's more powerful than death. I have to look at it all the time. He's more powerful than that. And that makes me more powerful than death. And so it makes you. But only if we experience this, we've got to take it into ourselves, cover ourselves in it. But it cannot go only here. It cannot only me be me wrapping myself up and hiding myself from you. No, I have to take the cover off. He goes on to tell us, John does. He says, And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Messiah Yeshua. You see, it's not enough for me me to have that life. Now I uncover so that I can be a testimony to the life that God has given to the world. This is it. We see and we testify and proclaim eternal life. I want to be able to share with everybody the eternal life of Messiah Yeshua. This is what we have to offer a world that is moving further and further into darkness. You know, I hate to be a bad, you know, you know the bearer of bad news, but, you know, like... I'm not the guy who's bearing the bad news. I have to be honest with you. It, it all it takes is a, you know a quick you know scan through the newspapers or your television or whatever way you get your information, and you realize that despite all the marvelous progress and smart people that we have in the world and all the political savvy and all the other nonsense we have, we're, we're stupider than ever. We can't even get out of our own way. And so we spiral further and further down because because we deny life. Because Yeshua is not real to most people. He's an icon, if anything else. 
is discouraging on its face as we have gotten further and further away from relationship with God we go further and further down the road to darkness but then it says you know it, what does it say in the gospel of John it said that the, the light came into the world but the world loved the darkness rather than the light Light shines in the darkness, but it doesn't overcome it. And yet men who saw the light retreated to the darkness because they loved the darkness more than the light. But there is a light that we must shine, you and I, because we're that hope in the world. We are the incarnation of Messiah Yeshua ourselves. We bear him inside of every one of us. That place, that thing that he replaced, that makes us whole. And it's our job to be a testimony of the goodness, the mercy, the life of God everywhere we go. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also. So that you too may have fellowship with us. You can have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Messiah Yeshua. This is what we have to share with people. You know, everybody's looking for something out there. Everybody's looking for, for hope. They find it in all the wrong places because they hunt through the darkness. But this is what we have to share with them. The life of Messiah Yeshua. The love of Messiah Yeshua. The hope that can be found in Messiah Yeshua. For a life that is meaningful. And for a world that actually works. Can we do that? Or are we going to take our taluses and wrap them all around ourselves nice and tight. And make sure nobody gets it. Just me and God smooching in the corner. No. That's not what we were made for. So experiencing this just for ourselves cannot be enough. This is the light that must be spread throughout the world. To declare the truth of the light of Messiah, the light that pierces through the darkness of this world. And to allow a desperate and lonely world to enter into fellowship with Messiah Yeshua. But we've got to give him a reason, people. A reason beyond politics, a reason beyond the normal things of this world, success, money, fame. None of those things have anything to do with Messiah Yeshua. God knows you need all those things and he'll give them to you in abundance at the right time. Seek first the, ki the kingdom. Teach people to seek the kingdom first and everything else will be added to them. So, we're going to proclaim this, and we must reflect the light, right? John goes on to say, if we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Yeshua, his son, 
cleanses us from all sin. So it's a challenge to live in the light because everything is exposed by the light, isn't it? See, if you, if, you, if you live in the dark, you can do all kinds of things that nobody can see. And this is unfortunately, I think that our, the body of Messiah has tried to live in the shadows for too long. We live in the shadow so people don't yell and scream at our hypocrisy. And we've got to stop. We've got to stand in the full light of Messiah Yeshua and proclaim the goodness that only comes from him. And that's going to mean, it's going to make, it makes demands on you. It makes demands on your life. You know, it really trouble. It, 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 one of the things that's really pained me about this, this political season, you know, in the dialogue, the dialogue is that, you know, that, that believers have been maligned through it all because they've taken one side or another and there are no good sides this time. And so... We get stained. It's like, you know, I think I've used this, this illusion before. It's like the proverbial bride in her lovely uh, white uh, bride's gown walking into a coal mine. She's going to get schmutz on her no matter what she does. You know, that's not where we are. We have a different message. We have a different leveled. Have you noticed how the way we do things in this world these days is we lower the bar. When things, when things get nasty, all you have to do is lower the bar a little bit and then we don't have to call it nasty anymore. And we've, we're about down here now. <laughs> in fact, I think we might be under the desk at this point. Whatever the case is, we have to raise the bar as high as we possibly can. The bar of our lives, the bar of our goodness, the bar of our holiness. And keep raising the bar until we hit heaven. You know what happened then? You'll look down and you'll see all these people following you up. That's what we need to do. That's what the body of Messiah needs to do. I hope we have the chutzpah to do it. Without it, we won't we won't be very much of a witness not much of a testimony Rebbe Schneerson of uh, Chabad fame he wrote this in a book called uh, well it's a book a collection of his sayings called bringing heaven down to earth and he said this he said all the world's problems stem from light being withheld our job then is to correct this Wherever we find light, we must rip away its casings, exposing it to all, letting it shine forth to the darkest ends of the earth, especially the light you yourselves hold. Do you withhold your light? Do you allow the darkness to overcome you? You know, one of the glorious things about true light is that you could be in the darkest place and just that one light will shine forth even in the midst of the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. We have good news. We have very good news to share. We have the life, the incarnate life of Messiah Yeshua living within us.
a living Messiah, when we see him again, we'll be able to touch him. We'll be able to hear him. We'll be able to smell him. Because he is real. And what we need to do is to make him real to everyone we meet. If we do that, indeed, we will bring heaven down to earth. Amen.